You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Welcome to the Stream of David Show, where David taps into higher consciousness and shares divine guidance from the stream, answering all of life's questions and guiding you to the life of your dreams. Sit back with your mind opened as you come along with us on this wonderful journey of higher enlightenment. Here's your host, David Strickle. Hi, and welcome to the Stream of David Show. I am here with a very special guest today. If you listen all the time, you know that I don't usually have guests other than the stream. But today, the stream guided me to bring a friend of mine on who's become a friend, Kim Gitzel. Hi, Kim. Hi. (laughs) So Kim is a graduate of our Taya Bootcamp program, and uh, she's in our Taya Mastery program now. And what we're really going to talk about is, is not so much about bootcamp and mastery and all that stuff. We're really going to talk about the spiritual practice of Taya and how you're incorporating that into your life and and what it's done for you. Because a lot of you that have graduated and gone on to base camp, the ones that really continue to do this practice, see this continual unfolding of life really opening up and things getting really, really good. So let's unpack all of that a little bit. Let's just dive right in and, and talk about kind of where you were when you came in and your journey through this and, and kind of what's happened during and since boot camp for you. But uh, just tell us a little bit about that. I'm going to start a little bit further back from that, just which is the inherent nature of who I am. I'm pretty thought-oriented, thoughtful, a person who dives deep, right? Dives deep into thought. So thinking about my my actions, my intentions, ramifications. Um, There's a sensitivity that I operate by and with inherently. And so I've always sought out deeper wisdoms from different aspects of my life. I have a sensei from my career that that I've studied under for 16 years now. Um, And yet... Knowing that I have a reverence and a respect for teachers and mentors, um, I still generally would get caught in the wanderings of my mind. And I feel like there are all too many moments now I reflect back of where I'm watching myself be kind of aimless with my thought patterns and the tendencies of where my energies would go, almost like a, like a leaking cup if you will. And um, so when I stumbled upon, well, yeah, when I stumbled upon the stream, which was Instagram for me, I really appreciated the quotes, the daily quotes, because they would kind of harness my mind. You know, I would reference back to it on the daily. Um, And then through boot camp, right when I decided to join up for boot camp, it was like, leaking cup all over the place and I was aware of it um, and didn't know how to stop the freight train, right? Or stop the, the leaks. So you, you, you in, in leaks, you're referring to some specific unwanted things that were happening in your life that you weren't able to solve. Yes, absolutely. And I was also talking about just the habituated practice of lack of Discipline, but I don't want to use the word discipline of just the habituated oozing of my thought train going kind of everywhere, like spaghetti, just kind of going everywhere. You know, a lot of people have that and we we believe that we can't control that. Exactly. It, it takes some work. And that's why, you know, things like boot camp work because you get in and do the work actually to stop that. But it does take some work to detune your chattery mind. But man, it changes your life when you do it. So obviously it's worth the effort to do it, but you've got to put the effort in to, to, to change those things. So I think that's a very good point because we all had that at one time if we don't still, that chattery mind of, you know, fear and disbelief and how's it going to happen and when's it going to happen and why isn't this working? Happen. Right, right. Yeah, so that's a really, like, that's a really poignant um, piece to this for me. Um, 
because I've always, I'm an observer. So I've always observed myself within context of good things happening and frustrating things happening. And I see how my mind gets the best of me like all too often. And it is like the last, you know, it's like we humans have studied so much and we've achieved so much and the mind, I don't want to say controlling the mind, but you know, harnessing and guiding the mind that is like, like last frontier material. You can master where the energies of your mind take you. You're a pretty powerful being. Yeah, because your your mind is what's creating your vibration. You, you know, your mind creates your mood. Your mood is your vibration. Your vibration creates your life. Exactly. And when people learn about the law of attraction and start wanting to shape their lives intentionally, they start beating themselves up because they can't train themselves how to think a certain way all the time consistently enough to get their vibration in alignment with what they want. Right. Exactly. So... Bootcamp was, you know, phenomenal for me because it just gave the tools to, you know, as you said earlier, like unpack where some of these belief systems, where these like spaghetti lines started, and then I could reformulate how my brain approached it, you know, and then see it through a different filter, you know, find that point of appreciation. And then the ahas kind of un- unfolded, like left and right. Yeah, it's funny that the ahas are available to us all the time, but that shattery mind, all of that static drowns it out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so when we changed and nothing changed like that was, I will never forget 4th of July driving home. I live on the big island of Hawaii and we spent the day in Kona. We're driving home back to Hilo going over Saddle Road, which is in between two volcanoes. And, you know, the moon is out and everything. And I just was kind of going over one of my transgressors thought patterns and like the moon felt like it blasted on me, like a spotlight. I just had this absolute aha where I saw the same situation, but I saw it from a completely different perspective and just loving light and appreciation came through at that moment. It was very profound for me personally. And nothing changed <laughs> at that moment. Well, that's a good point to make because, you know, the, the, I, I was on a, a podcast being interviewed by a Buddhist not long ago, and he was speaking of nirvana and, and, you know, Buddha's teaching on nirvana that we're all heading to this state of perfection. And the stream said, nirvana is not a state of perfection. It's a state of perception. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he had never thought of it that way, that, you know, it, it's not about reaching a, a utopian society. In fact, the stream has said over and over again that if we ever reach this utopian society where we're just harmoniously getting along all day and agreeing with one another on all topics, humanity will cease to be. Right. Because there'll be no point. We, or we're we, living in a police state, which is absolute fear. It's just absolutism, which is not. Right. Right. Well, and polarity is going to, obviously, we know those of us that, that practice Taya and, and listen to this show enough, hopefully. We know that polarity is there to guarantee that we're not in an absolute state of anything. Right. That, that, that friction, that tension of, of the, the positive and the negative, that contrast, if you will, that, is, that drives all new creation. Totally. Exactly. And once you, once you get that and apply that to your life, that's right. That's when life starts to change. Yeah. Yeah. And then that night on the road, you know, my daughter's asleep in the back. I just tears came to me. I just had this immense feeling of freedom and happiness and reverence and clarity, right? Which is the goal, which means your mind is not doing spaghetti gymnastics all over the place. <laughs> it was, it was profound. Yeah. Yeah. Jo- joy and clarity. And I, I keep telling people this because I talk to people that want in, to get into boot camp all the time because they want, you know, a Lamborghini or a yacht or a billion dollars or whatever. And that stuff is fine. You know, that's fine. But you've got to make the greatest manifestation being joy and clarity. Because we all come here seeking joy and all the stuff we think we want is is because we believe it will bring us joy. And sometimes it does. My car makes me joyful when I hit the accelerator and it takes off and throws me back in the seat. Sure. But not in general. Not all day, every day joy because I have this stupid car. (laughs) It just doesn't work that way. 
And there are plenty of people on this planet that have manifested the money and the stuff and the prestige and the status that are not joyful. Right. Well, it's, it's just, it's an inside, it's a whole feeling instead of a hollow place, these things from the outside. It's a, it's a unique, inherent, deep seated place that begins from inside. And yeah. once I started to really appreciate that process, then I slowed things down and I would kind of look around what my current reality is, which of course you could look at it two different ways. What's not there or what I want that's not arriving or just what I'm choosing every day, like deep appreciation for all that I have created and, and actually in, like dig in and enjoy it. Like I love my house. Is it my dream home on the beach where you can hear the waves crack? No, you know, but I really love my home for all that it provides me and my daughter and, and the space and the light, the way it hits just right at certain times. And, and so that, that helped me like slow down and be more present, which I think is critical for the Taya practice and critical for that mindset where you're not letting it get the best of you is to be more present and appreciate even the smallest things. You know, it's funny because it, we speak of joy and clarity as being the most important, you know, manifestations to humans in general. And it, it's sort of this weird, you feel like you have to put the cart before the horse, but really you don't, you, you need to be joyous to attain clarity and you need to be on a path to clarity to be joyous. But you can work on these things simultaneously. And, you know, we talk about the spiral a lot, you know, getting up into positive emotion and getting into that space where you've got your own version of the stream coming to you, which is source. That's it. That's, that's your joy and clarity. So you reached this, this place, this sort of uh, enlightened epiphany in July. And what transpired after that? Oh, well, I met this really cool man and then quickly got caught up in dopamine and forgot, <laughs> forgot, like got, you know, got challenged or polarity came in and got kind of rocked and rolled. Um, as I put the cart before the horse and um, it was a great example. Ironically, as I was returning home today, I passed him on the road and I just have, I just really have appreciation for him. Like it was slightly uncomfortable because it didn't work out the way that, you know, romantic new interests want it to. Um, but uh, it pushed the envelope for applying the Thai practice. So while I was in boot camp and I'm learning these tools, then the polarity comes in on that subject of relationships. And it was an awesome experience, you know, sometimes uncomfortable, but I also, at this point, I recognize that those polarity moments, you know, you can choose if it's uncomfortable or you can choose to just dig in and do the work and it and in time is relative, right? It's beautiful. Time is relative when you're dealing with your mind. So um, moved through that and just stayed core to the idea of joy and clarity and just going with my day present to what brings joy and clarity and um, turned my light on towards a passion project that I've been pursuing for almost five years now. And wasn't even looking for it. And an opportunity literally dropped into my lap to pursue it. Because I put it on hold previous to jumping into boot camp. Because it was no, long, no longer bringing me joy and clarity and pleasure. So I got out of boot camp right when the, the experience with the man didn't go the way I desired it. Quote, unquote. Um, so I went through that, was going through that, and then this opportunity for my passion project appeared. And I said, yes, because when things just drop into your lap, you say yes. Yeah, well, and it was a pretty big, I mean, you, and I, I recount the story sometimes of, you know, you had this intellectual property, this creative 
Sirens of Truth project that was a webcomic series that it had really ground, ground to a halt. Right. And it wasn't working for you anymore and it was frustrating and all of that, but yet you had put five years of work into developing all of this stuff, but it, nothing was happening with it. And then you go through boot camp, you, you have your awakening in boot camp, really. And then you, you come out and it just, it was magical how it just materialized for you. Yeah. My vision for sex. So let's back it up for a second. So sirens of truth was a vision that I had a download, a really crystal clear from my stream download when my daughter was about two and a half of creating a different kind of, um, intellectual property in in a different kind of entertainment brand for girls. Because when my daughter, you know, eight years ago, they're just, there was like Barbie and Monster High. It just was not very inspiring to me. So I create, I mean, who am I, right? I'm an acupuncturist, but I just created this, this new brand. So I've always had this vision of it being a cartoon. I've had a vision of it being a global phenomenon. And the first round, uh, the first few chapters of its existence kind of had a few percolating awesome moments and then it you know never came to fruition timing wasn't right my my energies weren't clear enough and so then i but i'm tenacious so i turned it into a webcomic but in those previous those previous first few chapters i randomly met this person through this like uh convention event and so now you fast forward to that fateful night right after boot camp ended and he and I are like social media friends but not active friends and he saw this contest that was taking place in France and he's in England and he immediately thought of Sirens of Truth and thought of me and so he took the time to reach out to me through Facebook Messenger to tell me about it and I I believe that that was important for me to hear so I pursued it and then it just so happens that my daughter and I were going to be in New York City for the weekend that the event was happening in France. So we were physically already halfway to France. So how do you say no to any of that? So I just pursued it. it just felt right. And well, and you know that none of that was a coincidence. Well, that was all you manifesting your path. Yeah. More in alignment because I'm living my daily. And that's, that's the point of this is that the daily smaller moment in between the big vibes that connect the dots to the big vibes. Um, so I was living my daily life and more or less that joy and contentness and appreciation. And then this opportunity unfolded. I said, yes, I blindly signed up for this convention, dropped a lot of money and Turns out I'm one of the five finalists. So I had the opportunity. You know, I flew my daughter and I to France, never been to Europe, and um, got coached to do a five-minute pitch in front of a room of about 75 to 100 uh, people in the kids' entertainment animation industry. I didn't win the contest, but that's okay. I got exposure. That was the whole point. And the exposure happened, and there was a studio that um, is very interested. And so I've been in a slow unfolding negotiation process with them and coming hopefully to clarity very soon. It's very exciting. As AKA closing a, closing a deal. (laughs) Yeah. Closing a deal to develop your intellectual property as a cartoon series. As a cartoon. Yes. Yeah, that's that's huge. People, yeah, these people have access to the Netflix, the Nickelodeons, the Disney's, you know, the Right. Products. Yeah, so we, I mean, we're not all the way there yet, but you know, you went from defunct webcomic within a few months to developmental deal to yes. to Disney and Netflix and and everybody else, which is huge. In Europe. How cool is that? Yeah, and you and you didn't do a whole lot of work for that no. to happen. I just said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You just let the universe do its thing. You, you, yeah. you, you know, and, and of course we know this because it's what we practice every day. But for those of you that are listening that, that hear me talk about Taya and wonder what in the hell it is, <laughs> it, it, it is a spiritual practice that has been delivered to us via the stream that the, the group of non-physical entities that I channel have been channeling them for a while now. And 
it was really born of my intentionality because I have been aware of the law of attraction my entire life. Uh, I always tell the story that it's something that I thought I invented when I was a kid. I thought it was my little private invention that, hey, if I just think about stuff and believe that I have it, it's going to drop in my lap. And I thought that way and it did. And I lived my life that way, but I wasn't in necessarily full abundance. You know, again, I, if you listen all the time, you've heard the story a million times, so I won't go into it. But when I hit age 40 and realized that, you know, there's so much more than just manifesting material things and money that we need to live in full abundance. And that includes joy and clarity. That includes really understanding humanity, understanding polarity, understanding our, why our emotions go up and down this virtual vibrational spiral, what the purpose of that is. I, I hear from people all the time that just want to live lives of perfection, that want to, you know, be born into great wealth and privilege and, and just sort of float through life having everything that you want just handed to you. But that's not true because we see people that actually have that or close to that and they always place obstacles in their paths every single time. So when you get a spiritual practice going such as this and you get those high levels of joy and clarity coming in, which is available to everyone, not one of us is broken, not one of us is, is not worthy of this, the stream is said, they are the source of all creation. They flow through into all creation, no matter what's going on. And, and we're all here living our contrast. And those of us that find our path to messages such as this are the ones that are really ready to, to create on a higher level. And that's not for everybody. Right. But for those of us that are fortunate enough to find our way here, and most of us find our way here through contrast, right? Most of us find our way here because our lives were less than perfect. Sure did. Yeah. Because childhood sucked, or our parents sucked, or you know, our adult lives weren't what we wanted them to be or aren't going the way that we want them to be. And when you gain appreciation for that, because it's making you go deeper, it's making you seek out things such as this show and other things of this nature and, and really dig in deep and find your solution to living a, a joyous existence of clarity, you know, there's nothing like that on earth. And, and in that joy and clarity, then the stuff starts to roll in, just like it did for you. You got joy and clarity first, and then your, your wanted stuff started materializing around you without effort. Right. So, and then, go ahead. I was just saying, I just keep, and for me, the root of it is to keep that attainable joy and clarity as a top priority. And so attain, when I say attainable joy and clarity, is like, what's your immediate, what's your immediate reality? What are you living in right now that you can find and identify and feel resonate with for joy and clarity? That's a powerful action that you can take every day that has momentum within it. That's part of my, that's always every day part of my focus with my Taya practice. Am I the best meditator? Hell no, I'm not the best meditator. I'm a single mom. I get up, I got to find my time to get my workout. And then I hit the ground running during the rest of my day. But I live every, just about every moment with that intention of like awareness of where I'm making my choices and awareness of where I'm letting my mind go and then rerouting it. If I see that it's taking me down my spiral and it's become a practice of minutia minutes, not like, oh, once an hour or oh, in the morning I check in at the, like, it is an awareness of minutes, but it doesn't occupy my brain capacity. It's just become part of my disciplined routine throughout the day. Did it happen overnight? No, this has been a slow rolling growth. And now it's not even like to the point of believing, it's just the knowing, like graduating into that energy of knowing that my life is unfolding in this expansive, joyous, grand way. And I can't predict it and I can't make it unfold the exact way that I want it to. But all the, all the small moments, the yin moments are full of that clarity of choice of where I let that's not like the right word, letting your mind, because it sounds like a control thing. I don't know how else to put it. Choice, it's just a series of choices. Everything is a series of choices. 
And I'm very aware of where my mind can go, where it will up-level itself or, or downgrade itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, that's, that's spiral work right there. Yeah, and yeah, and, and, and you know the, the polarity is, is having its way with us, right? right? Up and down the spiral. We're all human. We're all going to go up and down the spiral. We're going to experience polarity. But how much do we, through our thoughts, add to that? And of course, we can add to it. Of course, we have control over where we are on that spiral. Each, every single person listening to this show has figured out in certain times of their lives, how to make themselves feel better, hopefully just through thought and not through, you know, drinking or drugs or food or sex or porn or whatever it is. Like a lot of people do. I mean, that's why those things are so popular because it's a distraction that kind of takes you up your spiral, even if it's just for a little bit. But we really want to get beyond all of that. And, and I'm going to go back and touch on something too, that so much of what you're talking about is the old way of doing things. All of that is sort of packaged as new age. You know, understanding that we create our own reality, meditation, mindfulness, all of that stuff is sort of new age thought. But like everything else, everything is evolutionary and, and we are ascending to a higher and higher vibration as humanity. It's very obvious that we are. And as we ascend, we, we are now collectively ready, not every single human on the planet, but those of us that are sort of doing this work and really at the forefront of, of thought on this. We're ready for the next thing. We're ready for what the stream calls next age, which is moving beyond needing to meditate every day. And, 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 and there's nothing wrong with meditation. The stream has said there's no right or wrong in any of this. And I like to meditate. But are you meditating for a specific amount of time every day and then getting into your regular life and allowing your vibration to just plummet in your regular life? Or are you maintaining a higher vibration by maintaining your source connection almost all day long. And the, the, the thing there is the, the whole reason that we meditate, the only purpose of meditation is to quiet your mind and make your natural connection to source, to your stream. That's it. That's the only reason that we do that. And it's so funny to me that all these people that practice meditation, they don't even know why they're doing it. <laughs> I quiet my mind every day and life just gets better. Well, why do you think that is? I don't know. I quiet my mind. Or I went and paid and I got a mantra. And now I do this mantra and this is improving my life. And if it is, great. Right. But it's so much better to me. Like I've always wanted to know kind of the mechanics of things. Like I learned how to drive a, a stick shift car once I figured out what a transmission was all about and what, how it acted, you know, how it interacted with the car and what the purpose was not just how to shift gears and, and do a clutch, you know, and, and gas pedal uh, routine. And I really needed to know why, why am I meditating? What's the purpose of that? And it was very, very clear that this knowingness that was coming to me was available in, in far greater quantity in my quiet mind, mm -hmm. in my up the spiral, in my appreciation, in my loving myself, because it's source and source is pure positive and source has nothing but love for us. So when we get into that quiet space, we can at least allow that connection. And when we sit in appreciation and self-love and appreciation of our world and our planet and everything on it, that just takes us further and further up that spiral. And, and that's that connection. But getting into Taya, we're much more about, let's allow that all the time. Right. Not in meditation. Let's be in, in some sort of a, a, a living state. Applied. Right. <laughs> But let's be in our all-day state, allowing that source connection to flow in. And you can do that. You have to train yourself to do it, but you can absolutely do it. Yeah, yeah I, do it, I do it when I'm exercising. I do it when I'm working. I also really have figured out that I, I honor the need for quietude in my life. Like I like space. I like my space. I like my alone time. And, you know, I used to say, oh, yeah, I just daydream a lot. But now I recognize I'm visioning. I'm actually visioning. It's actually a really poignant, powerful um, the version of doing. It's next era version of doing without doing. Yeah. Well, you know, all, all creation begins as imagination, thought, everything. Every, look around you. Every single thing that you see, even nature, 
that was all thought at one time. And now it's materialized on planet Earth. And notice that we get more of the things that we appreciate. The trees, the mountains, the oceans, all of it, all of the beauty of planet Earth is the physical manifestation of source via our intention, via our thought, via our appreciation. We as human beings create all of this stuff and have continually over multiple lifetimes. The same thing goes for all of the man-made things in our life. It all started as imagination. Somebody dreamed it up. Somebody created it. Somebody designed it. It got produced. Everything ends as imagination. So daydreaming is a good thing, but I certainly like the way that you put it, that you're actually, through your imagination, you're creating via your imagination. And we all do. It can start as a daydream, but man, once you get land on a daydream that you like, right. step back and allow it. Allow right. the universe to deliver it to you for sure. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And it's potent. And it's got a momentum to it that I couldn't have predicted. And I really appreciate um, how, it, how it structures my daily life now. Well, the important thing, too, is to understand that the, that momentum is real and, and that we can have negative or positive momentum. And that if we, you know, we certainly have free will and choice to lay back and just say, hey, I'm just going to let life happen. And there's nothing wrong with that. Plenty of people do it. Plenty of people sitting on the sofa with a bag of Doritos in front of the TV letting life happen. And <laughs> that's cool, you know. But for those of us that want to be more intentional, for those of us that want a cartoon series or, or want to, you know, share their channeled entity with the world or want to write books or, or, or want to do big things. And most of us do. I think most people want to do big things. Most little kids, when you talk to little kids, most of them have some big dream they want to fulfill. They want to be something that they, from their perspective, is big, right? I think it's human nature to want to leave a legacy. Yeah, we, we want to come and do something greater than has ever been done. We want to create something new. We want to, you know, now the term in the last 10 years is disrupt. We want to come and disrupt what is and make a better version of it. I was talking to somebody. Oh, I took a cab. I was in, uh, we got off the cruise ship and we got into this cab in New Orleans. And I don't ever take cabs. I've used Uber forever. I think I'm over a thousand rides now in Uber. And we got in and said something about Uber. And the guy, the cab driver was mad that we referred to as this isn't an Uber. This is a cab. He took us about four blocks and charged us $38. <laughs> and we got out like, what in the hell was that? How did that happen? You know, I think we just got ripped off. And I, I thought, you know, that would never happen on Uber. It would never happen. The pricing is set. You know what you're paying before you ever get in the car. It's, it's so next level from a taxi cab. Yet people, you know, I know all these municipalities, all these cities, and I lived in Seattle, they fought Uber tooth and nail. They didn't want Uber. They wanted Uber out. Why? Because it's a better version. Then we found out the city council was invested in the taxi cab business. Oops. <laughs> there was some story about that. Don't sue me if you're part of the city council in Seattle. I don't know. It, it's just crazy. Yeah, Uber came around and, and did it better. They built a better mousetrap. And, and, and that's the nature, the expansive nature of our planet. And people that hearken back to the olden days and they just want to go back to the way things used to be. Well, obviously, we are ascending and evolving and changing. And that change just gets more and more rapid. I've seen that happen. You know, as I've gotten older, I've seen time speed up. I've seen the world speed up quite a bit from, you know, the 19, late 1960s when I was born. You know, my awareness didn't really start until the 70s and 80s. Things are very, very different on this planet than they were at that time. And we're not going back. We're not going to go back. And the only reason that people don't want to go forward is out of fear. Fear. Fear keeps people like, let's just go back to the 1950s. It was so nice. Well, it was nice for a certain group of people. Not everyone. And we've evolved from that. And there's no reason to be fearful of the future. There's no reason to be fearful of technology. There's no reason to be fearful of whatever the next Uber is. And you can operate your life like that. You don't have to just sit and and, and, and you can. But I don't think it's our nature to do that. We all want to do something big yeah. and, and we have it in us, but you've got to find your path there. And, and your path is not about hammering away at it. Your path really is belief and trust. And, and, it, and if you read these biographies of these people like Steve Jobs that you know, create all these amazing things, they have these giant egos, their giant ego allowed them to believe and trust that they could do what, what they do. 
Yet people in spirituality very often say that ego is a bad thing. Somebody said, oh, your ego is not your amigo. And I thought, well, that's not really true. Ego can get out of control, but our egos serve us. Our egos are what make us want to get through life and do something and create something. And what the stream has shared is that our creation contributes to the expansion of the universe. Well, I think about like the words that have been rolling through my brain lately is knowing, as I said, like believing, knowing and allowing. So I have this creation and I'm really excited to get onto the other side of this contract negotiation so that then we get to create our, the team, the creative development team. And what I'm most excited about is like hearing what their input is. Like we all get to be heroes in creating this project together. Like, so the impetus of what I created can actually totally positively impact all these other people. And there's a momentum in that, that is so exciting. And it, it, you know, you can, yeah, you can, you can like look at it and be like, Oh yeah, look at my ego. Look what I created. And Oh, I'm going to hook you guys up, but no, like let's work on this together and build a momentum that is bigger than anything could, than any of us could ever imagine is like, I'm operating on that scale. So it's about scaling too, to a certain degree, like knowing, believing, like scale your inner heart, scale your heart to allow grander thought, allow grander um, momentum of love and light and joy and clarity into your life. Yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing I've been thinking about is scaling. That, you know, scaling as far as starting small and going really big. Oh yeah. No, I just got off a marketing call with someone that was talking about, you know, scaling the stream, the stream of David, I should say the stream doesn't. Yeah. When you think about Taya, Taya, the scaling has to start within yourself in your, in your own tools and your tool shed. And then once it becomes ingrained into your daily existence and your awareness of the spiral and the scaling of the spiral can become grander and then your visioning, you can hold space for your visioning and that can be more grand. And then when you hold that space and you feel it, then the knowing just kind of swoops in because there's no other way it can. Like it, it has to because you're holding the space and you're feeling the vibration of knowing and believing in this vision. Yeah. It's yeah. And, it's, and, and that is very, it's tied to ego, but who cares? There's nothing wrong with having it's an ego. Not- tied to ego. The ego is part of the delivery system. Right. <laughs> yeah. If we, you know, the ego is the thing that makes us want to do this stuff. Like yeah. you know, this, the stream was flowing and, and the stream has a message for the world. Whoever's vibrationally aligned with it, the stream is here for them. And the practice of Taya was sort of a collaborative effort born of, of my frustration with the law of attraction teachings, knowing there was a big piece of the pie that was sort of left out of all that. So what, you're okay. saying you're a disruptor? <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I think I am because, you know, here's the thing about The Secret, amazing book, one of the best-selling books of all time, will continue to be that, brought millions of people on planet Earth to the awareness that they create their own reality. But here's the criticism of it. They, let, they took this piece of the pie out. Oh, yeah, it's going to take some work, and you're going to have to detune some crap that you were taught by humanity and you're going to have to have a daily spiritual practice or, or a vibrational, I should say vibrational practice, because it's that more than anything else, to make it really work in your life on all fronts. It's so much easier to sell tons of books when you just say, hey, get happy, think about what you want as if you already have it, and all the stuff that you want is going to flow in. That was the thing that frustrated me about that and some other teachers out there that I will not name that are, are teaching a lot of law of attraction stuff. I was just like, wow. This is life-changing stuff, and it's amazing, and people are getting so much out of it. But then you hear people over and over again saying, I tried the law of attraction. It doesn't work. I, you know, I've been at this for years, and I haven't gotten it. I feel it's right around the corner. I can feel it. It's right there, but it's not manifesting. And I, I was talking to somebody not long ago that was talking about coming into boot camp. And she, you know, I, I said, well, how long have you been at this? How long have you been trying to manifest this, this thing that you really want intentionally? Eight years. I said, wow, you've been trying to manifest something for eight years and, and, and you just know that it's right there. Well, there's something going on that you can do differently that will allow that manifestation to happen now. 
few new tools need to be put into the tool shed. Yeah, there, there's something that's missing there and, and, and they're not always getting it. So the thing that I love about Taya is, is that it cleans up your vibration. It gives you the tools to clean up your vibration, raise your default vibration to a higher level. And the first manifestation of that is joy and clarity. And when you get joy and, clar- joy and clarity going and you get to the place where you don't need anything else, right. isn't that the big game changer? Well, it is. And guess what? Just past month, another beautiful soul dropped into my reality and I got to test the, my process with Aya as uh, there was a you know, chemistry between him and I. And I actually reverted back to a little bit of my old fear-based thinking and there was like a hiccup. And, and so then I was like, ah, okay, I get to learn from this. And I immediately felt deep appreciation for not only manifesting him into my life, but manifesting the hiccup, the absolute appreciation for the polarity, right? For the contrast that I created. And I didn't, I didn't know if anything was going to come of it. You know, I just, I kind of like released it and was really appreciative of the lesson. You know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm a little bit of a slow learner. That's okay. And then, boop. Two weeks later, he like popped back into my life. Do I have an answer as far as what's going to unfold? No. But you know what? I'm not thinking like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need him. I don't need to have it figured out. I'm just excited to like laugh and play and, 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 and enjoy my day the way I do. If he's in it, fantastic. If he's not, guess what? My life is full of joy and clarity. Period. Not not needing is the key to all of it. If you don't need the money, if you don't need the job, the business, the 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 partner, what are, if you, when you stop needing it, because the needing it is the very thing that's pushing it away, and people don't get that. I need God. I've got to get more money coming in. As soon as I get more money coming in, I'm going to be so happy. As soon as I get the right relationship, I'm going to be so happy. As soon as I lose the weight and get that lean body and look like Jennifer Lopez, I'm going to be so happy. The happy has to come first. Mm-hmm. You know, Jennifer Lopez looks the way that she does because she's confident and happy and up her spiral first. She shows up for herself, right? Yeah. That, that's it. You show up for yourself. Even if it was like the other day, I was showing up for myself when I was walking out to get my mail and I had a series of thoughts. Wow, the light is beautiful. Oh my God, I love the fruit trees, fruit trees in my yard. Oh, my house is so pretty. I'm so thankful that I created that house. Like I had a whole storm of thoughts of appreciation and love and joy while I'm getting the freaking mail. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> happiness though. Think about it. Think about how many people are walking out of a $20 million mansion to get their mail and they're miserable. Oh, this house is so much work and I want a new Rolls Royce and there's this trip and this leak at the other house and Life is just, I know people like that. I know people that have so much money and so much stuff that we, you know, we think that we need to be happy and they're miserable with all of it. And, and, and I'm not trying to talk people out of stuff. Trust me, if you want five houses and three Rolls Royces and a yacht, go for it, have it. But finding that joy and appreciation and wherever you are is the path to everything else that you want. And the romantic thing is a lot of people get tripped up on the romantic thing. I, I see this a lot. In fact, I see this, you know, I, I live here in Palm Springs where there's a lot of older gay men and, and, and kind of the, the thing is to have a you know, younger partner around. And I, I have been part of that. I'm married to somebody half my age. We're not going to be married much longer, but I have been. We're in a good spot. But anyway, one of his friends was over here today. They're going to Coachella and he was FaceTiming his boyfriend who's 60. 23-year-old dating a 60-year-old, right? There's my judgment in that, and I'm doing the same thing. And they're FaceTiming, and the, and the older guy keeps saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And the other guy's like, bye, and hanging up. And I just thought, okay, I guess that was me a few years ago with Brandon, maybe, I don't know. But you know, we, we have this fear-based thing that we find someone that we find appealing, and they're thrilling to us because we like the way they look or they're younger, or they're fun or, or whatever it is. And we want to put them on lockdown. I want to make you mine. I don't want anybody else talking to you. You know, it's so common in relationships. That well, we want to, like they want to own a piece of it 
because they've decided that that youth, that vibrancy will fill the void of whatever they think they don't have. And yeah. Yeah. Is that you have you have it all. Yeah, I, I am already a child inside as it is. I don't need another one in my life. Right. <laughs> I, I say I but I behave like a 14-year-old boy much of the time in many ways. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true though, because that's that's what relation that's what a, a, attracts us to other people. We're looking for qualities that we feel are lacking in ourselves to balance us. And the stream has said that's actually universal perfection though. Because that's the very best way um, to, to, to perpetuate the species with a balanced blend of DNA to, to bring about a more perfect version of a human, which is our intention. So when you've got somebody that has these traits and they're, they're seeking someone out romantically that has something opposite, and it doesn't matter whether it's a straight or gay couple, it's just our nature to seek out someone who complements us. That's why they say opposites attract. Mm -hmm. You're always seeking out someone that you have some common ground with, but they have things that you admire that you wish you saw in yourself. And that's very, very appealing, whether it's youth or someone who is, you know, more outgoing or someone who is, you know, better with money, whatever it is, that balance, you see that in, in relationships all the time. But then needing that so much that you got to put it on lockdown. That's where marriage came from, if you think about it. You, you've got to lock it down. You've got to get a contract. You don't want to not have a contract because, you know, you got to put them, you got to put them on contract. So they yeah. stick around for the rest of your life. And it's very obvious that that's not working so well for much of humanity. There's a lot of unhappy married people out there. There's a high divorce rate. You know, if you're happy together and you want to stay together for life, go for it. But I, I'm looking now after, you know, I'm coming up on my second divorce thinking maybe I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to enjoy people in the moment. Right. And as long as it's good, it's good. We right. don't have to define it. I don't need to put anybody on lockdown. Right. And, and my intention is, is to live the rest of my life that way. And if somebody emerges that we decide, hey, we're going to be together, you know, and it ends up being forever, that's great. But right. I'm not going to go looking for that anymore. I don't need that anymore. No, the, the, the intention of integrity, of vibration of people. Surround yourself with that in integrity of people and then it just reflects off of you and then you're both supporting each other so you actually are in a relationship but is it a relationship that's based on classic paradigm not at all but it's just high vibe feeling. well and you know so much of what we live as human beings right now is all a product of, of society building or social engineering or whatever you want to call it and and, and it served humanity to a point, but it, there's polarity there. So yes, telling people that they had to pair off an opposite gender couples and produce more children, uh, like-minded children, that was you know social engineering, definitely. And it served humanity to a point, but it also messed a whole lot of people up. Right. A lot of bad marriages, a lot of infidelity, a lot of people who weren't attracted to the opposite gender, really living a lot of contrast in their lives because they are, they are something different than society tells them they're supposed to be. And, and we are moving out of that phase now. We're, we are in a phase now. This is an amazing time to be a human being. It really is. It really is. I get that from the stream all the time. But what a great time to be alive on planet Earth when we are moving out of that phase. We're questioning everything. We are questioning things like never before. We are questioning all the stuff that our parents believed and bought into. And that their parents absolutely believed and bought into. And then we look at the younger generation, millennials. If you're a millennial, congratulations. They really question. Yeah. They're not buying any of this shit. You know, they, they are living their lives questioning everything, saying, I don't have to participate in politics. I don't have to participate yeah. in marriage. I don't have to participate in the job market. I don't have to do any of it. I'm going to be free. I'm going to move from country to country. I'm going to have my own business. I'm going to, you know, think goodness for the internet. I, I, I can, you know, live my life very differently thanks to the, the, the technology that we've developed as human beings. We can live very different lives now and we're all questioning. Yeah. And the stream has shared that that's why government and religion is really kind of crumbling. Well, when you question, you're creating new solutions, right? That's Indeed. the beauty of it. That's, that, that is the universal growth. Indeed. 
So I didn't know if we were going to bring the stream in again or not, but I think we're coming up on an hour. So we have to end the, the show. It's been a great conversation. So just to recap, so you tie a boot camp, and I know while you're in Taya Boot Camp, you have a business of your own already. You have your own acupuncture clinic, right? Yeah. And that was at a grind, I mean, not grinding halt. That can't ever be at a grinding halt. It just was um, shrinking. And then that, that has shape-shifted to the point where I think I was always slightly cognizant of the ups and the downs and the pain points within that threshold. And now it's, there's just complete knowing that my clinic is got more than enough to provide for my family. I have fun in my clinic. There is no drag at all. And the people are a pleasure. And the results that people are getting from it, I think is like that much better. And it's not because I'm doing anything different. I just feel like I'm aware that I'm just a facilitator of one technique. Well, your, your vibe is higher and you're attracting higher vibrational people into the business as clients and otherwise. So of course you're the energy exchange is just up leveling everything that comes through the door and it's fun, even in the simplicity of moments that you wouldn't typically think is dynamic or fun. Like I find the pleasure. Well, you know what? We could all find pleasure in sticking needles in people, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. So your business got better. Romantic life got better through clarity, not needing it. Right. Intellectual property taking off. You're about to close a deal. I, I know your relationships like with your mother and, and, and otherwise have improved immensely. Yeah. Yeah. She usually comes, she winters with me and sometimes that can be a little taxing, but it was really actually fun. And I got, I've actually been on a fitness, uh, you know, fitness discipline and um like i'm really feeling the fruits of that labor where just like with kaya small amounts of attainable um practice like that's because you want to feel success with whatever you do right so small amounts of attainable success is how you set yourself up for success and so i've been doing that with my my workout and then i got my mom into it and she's lost like 17 pounds now wow sparky and alive well, you know, the thing about going up your spiral and getting into higher, higher vibration, loving yourself more, your body starts to respond very positively to that. When you start releasing stress and fear from your life, and when you release fear, you naturally release stress. And then when you start loving yourself more, your appearance begins to reflect how you feel about yourself. My eyesight's getting better. Like, how the hell is that happening? Because that's a small miracle. Kaya <laughs> uh, yeah, works everywhere. It really does. My eyesight is getting better. <laughs> it's yeah. an amazing spiritual practice. And, and, and those of you that are listening, you're not here by accident. You're here for this. If it resonates with you, let's, let's talk about Taya. Let's talk about Taya Bootcamp. You can visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash Taya, T-Y-A. And you can see Kim's testimonial, not that you haven't been listening to it for the last hour, but you can see her testimonial and other testimonials from Taya Bootcamp graduates. There's a little video you can watch there. And there's even a button there that you can use to book a discovery call with me to find out more about Taya Bootcamp. I know I talk about it on here all the time, but guess what? It changes people's lives like nothing I've seen. It, it works. works. <laughs> it works. It's, it's an amazing thing. It absolutely is. So let's talk about it. It's, it's, it's something that I want for everybody for sure. Kim, thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing manifestations. Oh, thank you for having me. Namaste, everyone. Thank you for listening. To learn more about The Stream of David, visit thestreamofdavid.com. For topic requests or to learn more about David's Taya Boot Camp, email david at thestreamofdavid.com. See you next week.